of Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. And we always say, although this program deals with the solo Beatles primarily, there are times when we'll talk about the Beatles as a band. And we're going to talk about them, as you can see, today, because the Let It Be compilation came out with all of the remixed stuff from 2021. Uh, <laughs> I don't have mine, Andy. Trust me, I've got it. I think you, you know that. Uh, I'm sure Ken, <laughs> Ken does as well. Yeah. Oh, it's empty. Oh, you yeah, got the hollow one. That's another special that's another rarity. No one knows about that one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's what's going to be. It's going to be the new Let It Be uh, set. It's going to has the book. It has the the remixed uh, album in there, and of course, we have other stuff like the Glyn Johns mix four song ep and bonus disc sessions and jams rehearsals we'll get into all of that but first let me take a moment to introduce my co-host and starting with the lady who has some books out here the queen has books here songs we were singing guided tours through the beatles lesser known tracks she has another book fandom and the beatles which is her latest and of course on the bottom there on my order that i put Tonight, uh, Michael Jackson, FAQ, all that's left to know about the king of pop. It's Kid O'Toole. Hello, Kid. Hello, Joe. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ken. And hello, uh, everybody out there. I think we're going to have a great, great show tonight. We've been waiting a long time for this box yeah. set. Long, so, long, long time. Especially long, you. long, long time. <laughs> Stole that from me. Uh, especially you sorry Ken. all right yep and <laughs> right next up we have one of the two hosts of the paul mccartney podcast slash video cast two legs it's none other than tom hunyadi hello tom hello joe ken kit and i'm ready let's talk about the let it be box hope you all are doing well yep and last but not least, he's been doing radio for decades now. I say that with respect because that's, that's quite an achievement. Mm -hmm. And uh, his syndicated show is Every Little Thing. He has a Beatles podcast called Things We Said Today. And a YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio. And that's his name, none other than Ken Michaels. Hello, Ken. Hi, Joe. Great to be with you. Great to be with you, Kid and Tom. And a great topic. An yep. exciting time to be a Beatle fan right now. Yeah. Really, the, the last four that... or five years has been an exciting time to be a Beatle it's, fan. It's getting more and more exciting in recent <laughs> times, hasn't it? And it'll yes. be exciting in a month from now, uh, 
pretty much. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll go there later. Yeah. Right? And, mm. and so, I just want to point out to everyone that we're all wearing, for, yeah, I think yeah. this is the first time <laughs> we're all wearing like similar shirts and let it be sort of, that's how excited we are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, it's going to happen again when we do our press to play show. So. Totally. I have to get a press to play shirt. Yeah. I don't <laughs> me have too. One. You're kidding me. <laughs> no, I don't have one. But, uh, I'll but get you one. have the you'll have you'll wear the coat though, right? That's right. I have a coat, a promotional yes. coat, press press to play promotional jacket. That's right. Okay. There so you go. There you go. I can I could wear that. All right. I want to see that. <laughs> you shall. <laughs> all right so as i say you know we know what we're talking about by now let it be but we're going to take a little break first and talk about the news with ken michaels tell us ken what's going on in the news oh there's plenty going on in the news joe let's start by uh saying that the beatles let it be has debuted on billboard's top 200 album charts at number five uh, all right all right what not do you bad. Mean? Uh, yeah. I remember when we talked about Abbey Road debuting at number three and you were disappointed. Mm-hmm. You know, because <laughs> you're always expecting number one, but I think it's very respectable. Absolutely. You know? Very, very, very it's much so. Music that's, um, you know, uh, 51 years old. <laughs> I think it's pretty impressive right there. And the UK um, charts, too, right? right? Were better, I think, the UK. I haven't seen those yet. I think it was if three. Knows. I think it was three, I want to say. Might have been. Something. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Anybody knows in the comments, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. And this is for an album that a lot of people consider to be on the bottom of the barrel for for albums, Hmm. too. So so absolutely very respectful, Ken. Yeah. And I wonder to see I I wonder how how long it will stay on the charts Hmm. because of everything else coming out with Get Back. I'm sure that'll increase interest in the music from Let It Be. Hope so. So we'll see what kind of an impact that has. Hmm. Uh, to uh, also, Jeremy and Tom Brennan say number two for the UK. Excellent. Number two. Oh, Thank you. Very good. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. That, yes. that was pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> we always have our uh, listeners to help us out with whenever we need it. Yes, we do. Yeah. The best listeners in the world right here. That's yes, sure. right. All right. Uh, more news. And there's plenty of it. Paul McCartney will be appearing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies this coming Saturday in Cleveland. Paul will be inducting the Foo Fighters. No doubt because of the friendship that Paul has built over the years with Dave Grohl. Among those that will also be inducted with strong Beatle connections would be Billy Preston receiving an award for musical excellence and Todd Rundgren with countless Beatle connections. Mm. While I'm certainly glad that Paul will be there to induct the Foo Fighters, it is ironic that Billy Preston is being inducted right at the time of all this let it be get back activity Mm. uh, for which he played such a major part. And it would be nice if Paul was inducting Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see who does. Also, Carol King will be inducted finally. Uh, The Beatles were big admirers of Carol's amazing catalog as a songwriter. And it was said that Lennon and McCartney wanted to be the next Goffin and King. And of course, the Beatles covered a few Goffin and King songs, Chains, and Keep Your Hands Off My Baby, Mm. and Take Good Care of My Baby. Um, We don't know if Paul will perform at all, but if he does, it would be the first time in front of a live studio audience, not counting the virtual appearances. 
uh, since the end of his last tour and since the start of COVID. Not yeah, counting he, that uh, performance of Lady Madonna. Right. Or when he did when the Saints go marched in on, on uh, trumpet, you know, right. in front of an actual live audience. If that was a it, kick. I like that. Yeah. Can we put a wager a on? We put a wager on whether or not they might do cut me some slack. Hmm? I don't know. Mm. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he better do. If he does, he should do something a little more rocking. I think like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if he's jamming with the Foo Fighters, it's probably going to be something rock. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. If Agreed. that's what he does. Yep. Paul was also present receiving an award last Wednesday night at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City for the annual fundraiser for the Robin Hood Foundation. This was to raise money for victims of COVID in New York City, and the event raised $77.5 million. It was also to remember the 20th anniversary of the concert for New York at Madison Square Garden, which Paul spearheaded and performed at for the victims of the 9-11 attacks. Paul was at this event with his wife, Nancy, and other musicians were on hand who performed, including Bruce Springsteen, Alicia Keys, and Nick Jonas. The New York, Ports, uh, the New York Post reports that Paul did not sing, but he sang the praises of New York City <laughs> when he accepted an award for organizing the concert for 9-11 okay so that was that was the award he was re, he was given yeah okay. for his involvement with the concert from 20 years ago uh ringo star has just made a new video for his cover of the rock and roll classic rock around the clock it's a simple performance video recorded at ringo studio with him alternating between singing in front of a microphone and playing behind his drum kit also in the video are two musicians on the record joe walsh on guitar and Nathan East on Upright Bass. Just a simple, fun video, which you can now watch on YouTube. Hmm. It's also on our Facebook page. It's yeah. close to link there. Oh, okay. Yep. Very good. And he's looking... Watch it on our Facebook page. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and he's looking so good, I'm actually considering doing the Just for Men look as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try it out. <laughs> It's amazing how youthful he appears. Yeah, exactly. We say it every time, but uh, it's true. Yeah. Uh, Julian Lennon has a new book coming out November 9th. It's called Passing the Tribe, a graphic novel, which he worked on with illustrator Bart Davis. And the book is available for pre-order. And um, it's described as a graphic novel that showcases young people protecting our critical environment and teaching us that we are all part of the struggle to save the Earth's future and sustain the human race. Julian's previous books have all been aimed at children to teach them the importance of saving the environment. This will be a live online book signing as well on November the 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern. To watch that and to order the book, you can go to premiercollectibles.com. And on that page, you can ask Julian a question while he's doing his live signing. All right. And on Instagram, Danny Harrison reported that he is mixing new music with Paul Hicks. And he says, watch this space. I guess it's a new album coming from the new number two. Thanks to Marv yes. from Pods Like Us. Our buddy Marv. How you doing, Marv? We get lots of information from people all over the place. Yes. From Facebook pages, from other podcasts. So thanks to all of you. The landslide. 
We can just um, slide. <laughs> already with the honeymoons. Here we go. As it was announced, as it was announced on the last episode of Things We Said Today, we now have a date for the first in a series of books on Paul McCartney's solo career called The McCartney Legacy by Alan Cozen and Adrian Sinclair. Mark it on your calendars. Yep. Get your countdown clock ready. It'll be on October the 15th. So think one year after the Let It Be box set. Yes. The McCartney Legacy. From the Looking Beatles. Forward to this. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into some very heavy talk with Alan Cozen. And yep. probably Adrian Sinclair. Adrian Sinclair, on, yep. On uh, probably both our podcasts. I hope so. so. Yeah, I'd love to get them forward to. Probably three. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, from the Beatles in print, together in solo Facebook page, we hear that Leslie Cavendish, the former Beatles hairdresser, is coming out with a book covering the worldwide venues where the Beatles performed. More on that as we hear it. We have two major passings to take note of. Patty Maloney, the Irish musician who co-founded the Chieftains, has died. Patty played the Eulian Pipes on Paul's recording of Rain Clouds. Patty also played Aeolian Pipes on the McGear album. Hmm. That's uh, Mike McCartney's album with Paul for a song called The Casket. And Patty played on every uh, Chieftains album. He was 83. Now, one of the great singers in pop music, Jay Black, the second Jay of Jay and the Americans, has died at the age of 82. Not much of a Beatles connection. However, Jay and the Americans were one of the opening acts for the Beatles' first concert in the U.S. at the Washington Coliseum in 1964, along with the Righteous Brothers and Tommy Rowe. With special thanks to another one of our listeners, Greg Rapa. We learned that Criterion will be releasing the Beatles' first film, A Hard Day's Night, as a 4K Blu-ray, Blu-ray combo. Mm -hmm. Special features include 4K restoration, approved by director Richard Lester, with three audio options, a monaural soundtrack, as well as stereo, and 5.1 surround mixes, supervised by sound producer Giles Martin, at Abbey Road Studios, presented in uncompressed monaural, uncompressed stereo, and DTS HD master audio on the 4K Blu-ray and Blu-ray. The street date for this is next January the 18th. More and more versions keep coming out. <laughs> it's just like the albums, you know? Right. Yep. Over and over. You end up getting 20 versions of A Hard Day's Night. Squeeze yep. that olive dry. <laughs> <laughs> Also, there's a special edition of TV Guide that has just come out. And on the front cover, it reads uh, The Beatles' Greatest TV Appearances. But it's so much more than that. There are chapters in there on their movies, essential videos, the Beatles themselves recalling their historic days behind the camera, and famous people explaining why the Beatles matter to them, like Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, Taylor Swift, Henry Winkler. Mm. And Oprah Winfrey. Okay. And Peter Asher will be bringing his concert show, A Musical Memoir of the 60s and Beyond, to the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. And that's also this coming weekend, October the 30th. To find out more and to purchase tickets, look at my post 
and I'll put it on our Facebook page for Peter Asher. Okay. Um, almost done. Lawrence mm. Juber is keeping busy. He was just a guest on the YouTube podcast show tomorrow. Never knows. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll recall that while the pandemic was happening, Lawrence was giving concerts from his home through his Facebook page, which he called Tea Time with LJ. This was at first every afternoon, then three days a week. And this was a mixture of his own original songs, plus occasionally doing Beatles, Wings, classic rock songs, and so on. Through an arrangement with Bandcamp on October the 1st, he released a four-song digital EP taken from his afternoon shows called Select Bends Volume 1. And one of the songs is his cover of Within You Without You. Initially, you can order this on Bandcamp exclusively, but there are plans for there to be a full 16-track album for general release in early 2022. Excellent. Count me in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, two more items here. If you are a golf lover, like Joe is. You know, <laughs> Hello, ball. <laughs> what did he say to me? You know, he can't learn how to play golf in, in one day. It'll take him at least a week. Uh, take a say that to me, Joe. Oh, God, Tom, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, death, anyway. where is thy sting? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rodney. <laughs> if you're a golf lover, folks, listen up. With special thanks to my wife, Joanne, for this. Oh. Uh, there is now a Beatles-themed golf course at Montgomery National Golf Club. It's located in rural Minnesota, and it has a 17-foot guitar greeting golfers in the parking lot, a hole in the world's uh, largest guitar bunker, and a one-ton yellow submarine floating in a pond at the 18th hole. Beatlemania is everywhere. It's on their website and on their scorecard. The holes are named after Beatles songs. And yes, there are strawberries growing near the one dubbed Strawberry Fields. The clubhouse is covered with memorabilia, including a rare Beatles jukebox that the owner, Greg McCush, picked up at an estate sale. Ringo Starr, Ozzy Osbourne, and Steven Tyler reportedly own the same one. Mm. Need to know more? Well, you can visit their website and watch a video about the golf course at MontgomeryNationalGolf.com. And finally, a big reminder that Paul McCartney's new book, The Lyrics, comes out November 2nd. That's a week from Tuesday. Okay. okay? I think that's plenty of news right there. Oh, um, yeah. Actually, the, 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 the interview yeah. that uh, was written in, in The Guardian uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago was, mm. was finally released uh, yesterday. And uh, I know some of our listeners got to listen to it. I haven't got to listen to it yet. But uh, the interesting bit about it was when he was used the word instigated in that little snippet, we didn't know the context. And that, well, apparently the interviewer, you know, uh, originally used that word instigated uh, with Paul. And then no, that's when he interrupted the interviewer and said, no, it was, you know, but I don't want to, mm. you know, ruin everything. So everybody go, uh, it's on the two legs page, Facebook page. You can listen to it there. And I'm sure I've, you can listen to, I've it listened to most of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's nothing earth shattering. Right. I mean, the, the information in it, but mm. yeah. That definitely is the most interesting part of the interview right. when the when the interviewer said instigated and right. uh, yeah it's it's worth a listen particularly for that part and yeah I won't I won't ruin it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he was trying to trap Paul. Right, yeah, using that word. 
and and the interviewer doesn't seem to exactly believe him. It's really strange. It's a, it's a, it's a strange. It, it's completely like a typical interview with Paul up until that point. And then, mm. yeah, I don't know if the interviewer was trying to get a rise out of Paul and, you know, thought I'm going to throw this at him and see how he reacts. Mm. I, I don't know. It's very, very odd, but uh, okay. check it out and see what you think. All right. I will. And that's the news. All right. Thank you, Ken. There you go. <laughs> and we're ready to dive into the Let It Be Remix 2021 by Sam O'Kell and uh, Giles Martin. So uh, let's uh, start with the packaging. Tom was just flashing it. I'm just curious as to what you all thought of the packaging. I, I liked it very much myself. Hmm. The design, you know. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, Anybody? it's it's just about the same size as the white album box set, so uh, it goes nicely uh, next to next to that little uniformity, if you will. Yes, uh, <laughs> we love that, Tom. Don't we? <laughs> we do, my friend. Um, I like that it's got the uh, you know the the holes in the box, and you can slide the the book in and out, and you know, and you got yourself a little uh, album cover that way. Um, I like that. Um, I'll tell you, you what, have a choice. You have a choice of photos choice. too, if you want yes. to reverse it. Yeah. Now, now the, the, the biggest thing that I'm very pleased with about this packaging is, is we all know that lately they've been doing these kangaroo pouches uh, in these box sets. <laughs> However, these got the CDs in a slipcase and then mm. in the pouch, which, you know, every every box set should be doing that. And shame on the Harrison camp for not doing the uh, the one where we spent all the morning. On. They could have afforded a little bit of more, a little better quality on that. But uh, anyways. Um, but that's my biggest, my biggest love right there. It's just that it's those CDs are protected in, in, in the little booklet and the, and, and the book itself is magnificent. I just got done reading a little bit more today, very informative, uh, about the, about the, the setup, um, you know, very informative to go track by track. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, some of us, you know, probably learned a little bit, um, through reading the, the text, um, in this book, but uh, very informative, very happy with with what I was reading uh, so far. And uh, I thought maybe they could have got a little bit about Enoch Powell in the get back uh, story, but I guess they didn't want to do that. So but uh, anyways, very happy with it. the packaging packaging. I, I agree. I think the packaging was was very well done. I mean, it's it's, uh, you know, feels like I mean, just a very nice like, you know, in addition to your library I right mean, it's it's just it has that that feel to it um and uh and i agree i you know love this uh the, the window effect here uh the book was a was a nice surprise that um you know unlike oh say the all things must pass edition that was just a glorified <laughs> brochure um that this was <laughs> that uh that this is an actual book um right. and so it's like wow we get you know the get back book and and this i mean right. that's a mm. that's a nice you know um and i haven't gone through the entire this entire book right. yet but but you know what i've seen um it's uh it does a, a pretty good job of of going you know through each track um you know there's there's definitely some you know right uh, some recasting of history, shall mm. we say, of, you know, they're saying the myth and reality, right. and, you know, trying to make it a, you know, recasting, oh, it wasn't uh, so bad kind of stuff. Right. But it's good to have 
the technical information. Um, you know, I appreciate that. A lot of the photos in it are, are great. And I, I second you, Tom, on, uh, on the packaging of the CDs. Mm-hmm. Much more solid um, you know, protection here with, right. in addition to the, to the kangaroo pouch, uh, having them in the, the cardboard slip case. case. Yeah, the yeah. slip case. Yeah. yeah, definitely better protection. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the CDs, so yes, packaging. I think they did a very very nice job. Well, I'm glad you you talked about the book a little bit because uh, I was going to bring that up, but I I haven't really delved into the book. Um, I've been spending a lot of time mostly reading the the, the Beatles Get Back book, uh, um, mm. which Tom's got it ready, right? Which uh, <laughs> I find that fascinating with the transcripts and everything, oh. and the great, yeah. the great photos and so on. I've been really reading that. I haven't, yeah, they were right. Yeah, yeah that's you highly go. recommended. Really see it very folks, well, so. but yes, there we go. Mm. Yeah. It's highly great recommended for, for big, absolutely. Big fans. Ken, do you have any thoughts on uh, on on the <laughs> outer packaging? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get too involved with the packaging yeah, of the, the music. Stuff. I'm very pleased with it. It's a, well, yeah, I guess, you know, how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I dive right into the CDs, but I did browse through the booklet, which I was very pleased with. And I think um, they very <clears throat> thoroughly talk about each song and specifically the outtakes that you hear yes. in the box set, which mm. is, you know, an explanation Good. of, you know, what happened with each session and you know why they picked this particular version of each song and i like all that um i was very pleased you know mainly i've been listening to the cds and reading the get back book like yourself but Mm -hmm. so far because of the fact that you know you're getting the get back book and you know that you're now going to be treated to the pleasurable side of these sessions the joyous part you know, there is very much a good chance that this will be, you know, somewhat balanced. I think everyone seems to be concerned about whether or not we're going to get the good and the bad. And, you know, it's a funny thing, you know, reading the Get Back book. And I just did a show on my YouTube channel with Al Suspin and Tom Franjone talking about this. But, you know, you really get the feeling when they're talking to each other in the studio that a lot of what George is saying is being ignored. You know, that George yeah. doesn't want to do a concert and they're talking right over it. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem to matter what George is thinking here. But, you know, one of the reasons why they scrapped the whole idea of going to different locations and everything, you know, is because they knew that George was upset. Right. And, you know, it was under his condition that they continued at Apple right. and, you know, have Billy Preston with them. So, um, but just, you you kind of got the feeling I was looking at things through George's eyes, you know, as I'm reading the transcript for get back. And that's how I was feeling, but um, we'll see between everything that we get, you know, especially the get back book and the get back movie, how they treat it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that, you know, knowledgeable Beatle fans know that it wasn't all one thing. It wasn't all gloom and doom and misery. And it wasn't all happy times at Apple Studios. You got to mix the two together and see if they come to a happy medium there. But, you know, we shall see how it all plays out. Ken, you brought up a good thing. You got brought up a really good point, too, too, about kind of ignoring uh, George a little bit. If you listen to those Nagra tapes, uh, especially those early days, uh, uh, 
early on in the sessions, you hear a lot of that people playing their instrument over who's talking, uh, maybe just playing a completely mm. another song while someone's trying to talk, you know, so there, there was a lot of that going on during those sessions. It just wasn't for George either. I mean, I right. think Paul got a lot of the, got a little bit of that as well. You know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's the beauty of, of a book like Get Back is that, you know, it takes you day by day and yeah. what, what one beetle said one day could be very different than what he said the other day or his attitude could be right. you know i found it kind of interesting that towards the end they're talking about the next album mm-hmm. you know and paul seems to be bored with it's always the next album isn't it it's like the beatles were a band that didn't want to keep repeating themselves and i think that paul loved this whole idea um of doing a concert their first new concert in in uh, in three years, and you know most bands, if they were going to do a concert, would just play their newest album and maybe a few oldies, mm-hmm. like they just finished the White Album. But no, not the Beatles. They have to record brand new songs. Right. You know, you see them rehearsing it and then do a concert of those songs. And so right, and to read that George Martin thought that was a pretty cool idea uh, in the book. I thought that was pretty interesting yeah right absolutely okay pretty good observations there well i think we should move on to and first is pretty fitting to talk about the actual remix first uh you know uh by giles martin and uh sam o'kell and i'm gonna go around and get some opinions i'm gonna start i think i'll do tom first this time tom uh so what do you think overall maybe you want you could all tell us maybe the things you liked highlights uh, maybe even things maybe that you didn't like if if if, if that's the case uh yeah. of some of the remix yeah thanks joe um you know there was some little subtle differences here and there i mean obviously you know some some bass and some drums here and there like like we've been getting a lot since sergeant pepper uh with these remixes you're definitely getting a lot of extra bass and drums um with these um i feel like there's like there's some songs you're getting like a little maybe a little louder kind of like i dig a pony there's a kind of like a little extra crunch in there or you know a little louder into my ears um uh what was the i mean mine I, I kind of enjoyed a little bit. Um, I like it when, you know, you, you can tell kind of like when the bass and, and the bass drum is brought up because when I'm listening to my car, I got my, my hand or my arm on the, on the, on the side there, you can kind of feel the vibrations from the speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I kind of like that. Yeah. That, Cause you know, they were a little bit flat there in, in early, especially in those early, those eighties um, CDs. Um, but um, I, I did dig um uh, the rockers, um, especially, I've got a feeling I thought was 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 done very well. Um, again, not very much, not a lot of mind blowing changes, but then just a little, you know, up with the guitar maybe or or with the drums, and then um, then the one that I think I noticed the most changes was was a, oh, John's voice on Across the Universe. I think that was kind of like almost a. Uh, um, the John Lennon camp, uh, if you will, where they're just bringing the vocals up on him on just about every track. It seemed like they really, they really focus on his vocals there on his uh, solo stuff. So that was, I think, one of the the better um, um, changes they made to to this uh, to the remix. Um, so not a lot of big 
deal changes. I mean, again, I think maybe, you know, that Sergeant Pepper was probably the one that you could tell the most with the changes, but, but this one, you know, subtle, but um, again, a good, enjoyable listen. Um, again, if you don't like it, we still have the 2009 and uh, <laughs> you can listen to that, you know? yeah. but, but an, an enjoyable listen for sure. Okay. And Kit, how about you? I know you were the last one to get your actual physical set. Yes, indeed. Yeah. You've but probably heard it before that. Yes. Yeah, I heard. I was listening to it online, and and so it was, you know. But great to finally hear it. When I got it in my hands. Um, yeah, I. You know, it's it's interesting because I thought the same thing, Tom. That the Sergeant Pepper set was more revelatory for me mm. when I went with those remixes, uh, because. The, you know, Let It Be, Abbey Road, you know, those albums were, you know, fairly well mixed to begin with. I mean, the, you know, they didn't need dramatic remixing, and, you know, to start with. Um, but there were some highlights here for me. Um, two of us, mm. I thought, benefited in that Ringo's drums really drum. come through. Yeah, that yeah. bass drum <laughs> really comes through loud and clear i think it's it's uh, you can hear little fills uh, that he does i hadn't noticed before um you know it just uh, his drums just have a much rounder kind of sound it sounds like it could have been the, the whole recording could have been recorded today i i really enjoyed that uh i mean mine i think the benefits as well has a uh, some more punch i i think in this track maybe uh it has a little more bass to it uh the grit on the guitars are just a little louder. Maybe it's like you were saying, Tom, it's the louder kind mm. of aspect to it. Right. Um, I've got a feeling hands down the highlight for me on, mm. on these remixes. Wow. I mean, this may be the go-to uh, version for me uh, from now on. And this was kind of, you know, on all of these remixed albums we've gotten, there's like the moment of truth song, right. I call it for me, like, you know, and this was the moment of truth one. For me like all right i want to hear those guitars i want to hear that bass come in and of course john and, and paul's harmonies you know i do hit me right. and uh, and this this was the one um you know you can really hear paul's bass um you can hear some you know even more guitar interplay between george and john i had noticed before billy preston's piano comes through um i could even hear more of paul's you know, yes, woos, right. you know, I bet I had noticed before, um, you know, and, and, uh, and I loved hearing some of that during um, one of when uh, John was singing by himself, the mm. everybody has a, had a hard year that right. part. You could hear Paul egging him on in the background and, and yes. there was a couple of extra yes you know, that yeah. I'd never heard before. Uh, you could, I mean, the joy of that just, just, just comes right through the speakers. I I I loved that. Um, have to say, I changed my mind on on one thing. Oh, before I get to that, for you blue. I also like mm. the remi remix of uh, mm. for you blue. I think it sounds clearer. Mm. Has uh, also has more punch. Um, you know, can hear a little more of of uh, George's asides and really can tell what he's saying. I mean, that's a that's another thing. Um, <laughs> as far I the one I changed my mind on though was long and winding road mm, yeah. um yeah at first i liked it you know at first but then when i listened to it again once i got my box set mm. and uh and i listened to it again the orchestration's a little, little too, high little high yeah little i high. think so I, yeah, yeah i i do i didn't didn't want it removed 
um because i do like the orchestration right it just was a little high up in the mix if they had lowered it a bit i think it would have been you know would have been better um and you know there were a few moments nope it's a little froze here i believe correct it's got a freezer. Yeah. You're frozen, <laughs> Kit. So what we'll do is um, we'll, we'll go over. Let me go over to Ken and hold that thought about uh, <laughs> the long and winding road. Road. Okay, Ken. Okay. Uh, so why don't you start telling us what you thought of the remix? Um, overall, the I'm I'm very pleased with it. Um, I do feel that Giles Martin has learned the knack of trying to please the purists and trying to please people that want some changes and coming in the middle there. Um, the differences seem to be not very drastic, but noticeable. Sometimes it almost seems like a remaster more than a remix in mm. that regard, but everything seems to have a much fuller sound to it. And I do agree with what you guys have said. The rockers really have more punch and all of them dig a pony, I've got yeah. a feeling one after 909 yes. um, get back. Um, they all benefit from whatever Giles is doing here. <laughs> but, um, you know, I love everything. I noticed initially um, with two of us, John and Paul's harmonies are clear as a bell, you know, being able to separate them, although they're they're separate on the Glenn Johns mix, too. Um, more punch in the drumming and you hear more of the acoustic guitars. I wrote down that for Across the Universe, one of you said it. I think it was um, might have been Kit. All right, the John's lead vocals are yeah. in your face. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Okay, yeah. The acoustic guitar is clear. Uh, full sound with the strings and choir. Um, I mean, mine, George's lead vocal is much hotter. Uh, more in the harmony vocals uh, on that song. The piano is better. You hear the more piano and dig it. Uh, Paul's vocals and let it be are clearer, a bit clearer. George's lead guitar has more bite to it. Um, drums are more pronounced. Everything from the brass and strings in there. Um, Long and Winding Road was the only one where I changed an opinion because I first listened to this in my car and I really felt like they brought Phil Spector's production down too much and um, i couldn't hear and i couldn't hear the trumpet that well the mm. four notes you know but then when i listened with my headphones on i felt like it was really close to the original mix and the original balance and i wanted that i wanted it to be respectful mm. to what phil Spector brought to the song i'm a major fan of what he brought to it i like every version of the long and winding road don't get me wrong but i've always defended phil phil specter's production on on the four tracks that he worked on a lot on Let It Be and everything else, as you know, All Things Must Pass in particular. Um, but still, even with my headphones on, the trumpet seems just a little bit pushed back mm. there. Um, and For You Blue, I wrote uh, that the piano sounds hotter and clearer. And that's about it. But overall, an improvement, definitely. But uh, when you had the headphones on listening to Long and Winding Road, you didn't think that the, the orchestration and the vocals were kind of like almost on par with each other. I mean, a little, maybe the orchestration was was brought up just a touch um, rather than when you heard it in the radio, you thought it was down a little bit. Yeah, no, I thought said? it sounded I thought it sounded pretty close to the way it okay. originally came out. OK, 
you know, you know what I think. If I find anyway, my experience, it depends a lot of times. Different people hear things differently right. to begin with, and it depends. Are you listening through headphones? Is it a mm. car stereo? Is it a big room? Is it a little room? Is it uh, point on listening on social media, yeah. which I don't yeah. recommend. I try not to make a, you know, a, a final uh, version of my opinion on that. Because it, it doesn't sound as good to me as we're listening on physical media most of the time. I don't mind listening on social media when I just want to hear a song, like a new song, mm-hmm. uh, Ringo's new song or something. What does it sound like in general? But for sound quality, I, I like to, you know, listen uh, physical media and uh, a certain way. But I, you know, I was listening in my car, you know, uh, the, my old car, because I have a new car that doesn't have a CD player. So that's going to be a whole nother ball game. And I think even getting a portable one that you say you can put in the auxiliary, I don't right. think that's going to sound that's as good. That's nowhere as, near. When you get the auxiliary cord and put a CD player, yeah, that's yeah. you don't want to so do that. So I won't, I won't hmm. re- re- rely on that. But for me, um, you know, I had, like I always do, you know, uh, when it comes to Giles, I've had just mixed feelings on some of the songs. Some of them I love what he does. And some of them I'm, I'm not as crazy about. And for me, it, it varies track by track. I think I pretty much like his work on Pepper the best out of everything so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the White Album was hit and miss. And Abbey Road, I liked, but, you know, hit and miss. Um, yeah, Let It Be overall pretty good. Um, ones that stood out to me were the Let It Be title track. Really sounds clear. Everything in there, Paul's voice, the guitar, like you said, biting guitar, the, mm. George's solo. I love that. That's my always been my favorite version. I like yep. the album version better than yep. the single version, actually. Same and a lot of people, the rockers. Feel that way. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody on your show. I watched that show that you did, Ken, with Al Sussman and Tom Frangione. Somebody, right. it might have been Tom, said that he liked it, but I was like, whoever oh, yeah. said it. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm right there mm-hmm. with you. Love, love, uh, let it be song on there. And as you said, the rockers, I've got a feeling, oh, that just, it, what punch that has, how powerful that mm. is. That's great. Uh, I think I Me Mine, I was surprised, was like my favorite track. That's the first listen where I said, that's the one that leapt out at me the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. The drumming, I, I heard every little drum sound of George's voice. It really was, was well done. Um, and that's not a track that I particularly, you know, go to you know yeah. i mean that's it's always Same been here. like one of the, the the lower tracks for me um but um but yeah i mean i was just like blown away by it i mean it just real sonically just it, it, it sounded great yeah same, mm. same here i don't it's not one of my go-to tracks per se but boy i really liked it on here and at first when i listened to it i, I thought the drums were too much and i say that as somebody who really really wants ringo's drumming to be appreciated and brought up particularly mm. in the earlier tracks. I can only wish that somehow that can be realized for 63, 64, 65, you know. But uh, at first when I turned it on, I was like, oh, my, you know, I couldn't take the drums on two of us was so loud and mm. brought up. But then again, I tend to listen to bass like way up, like, you know, a nine or 10 out of 10, you know. I had to bring it down to one or two. <laughs> I mean, that's how it, how it was for, for me. Uh, one after nine or nine, I like that. I thought that really sounded alive, really, mm. really strong. At first, I thought, upon first listen, I'm saying, "Where's the piano? I don't hear the piano as as loud as I'm used to hearing it or prominent." And then on another listen, on another day, another mood, I was like, "Oh, there it is. That's oh, it's there." 
<laughs> so it's funny how that happens. I'm like, it, it could be your mood even, you know? So as mm. Ken often says, to make an official opinion on, on one listen doesn't always work, especially with, I think, sound quality, you know? You're going to listen to it a few times. Um, let's see. What, well, Kit, I hope Kit comes back. She's restarting she her computer, to... um, so she doesn't understand what's going on right now, but we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see how we do. I'll, I'll try to move it along here. Uh, so um, she was talking about the long and winding road. I was disappointed in the long and winding road. Um, in my review that I did, I was saying at my channel, I was saying that I felt, I kept using the word, like uh, I would say, like uh, choir, you know, or whatever mm -hmm. orchestration it was too loud. But also the singing, it was just the choir, really. I was mostly saying or orchestration. I should have said more of the singing voices. It was louder, I thought, and kind of Paul didn't shine as much. But I thought it was a little overwhelming to my ears. And uh, at the end, when he says that little ad lib of sorts, where he says, "Don't keep me waiting," at the end. Yeah. I thought that was a little subdued. Well, maybe, you know, it's how we're used to hearing it all these decades. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was a little little disappointed. But uh, overall, yeah, I'm pretty pleased. I'm trying to think where I would where I would rank this if I was going to do such a thing. I said Pepper I like the best. I might put this after Pepper and then Abbey Road and then the White Album. But if you have any thoughts on that, I mean, you know, it's almost pointless to rank, but just for the heck of it to have it down. What do you think? Where does where would it fall? You That's know, so tough. Guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I need to definitely spend more time with this, and um, you know, just take it more, take it in a little bit more. Um, I really need to go back and listen to the other three. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, you know, because you know, it's it's funny because these sets come out and then a month later, you know, we get the next release that we need to pay attention to. Uh, and these, 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 these last four, these last, what, four or five years, the fourth quarters have just been um, so strong uh, with releases um, that you don't really get the, the, the time that you really need to, to, to soak this all in sometimes. And exactly. we, we had famine for so long, you know, and now we get feast oh. and everything. Uh, Kit, it looks like oh. your mic is off. Yep, unmute yourself, Kit. Hmm. She'll be back. You're muted. If you can hear us. There he there is. There we go. Yeah. All right. My Zoom application crashed for no apparent reason. Kit, Kit, who's zooming who over there, Kit? <laughs> Bang Zoom. Bang Zoom indeed. <laughs> to the moon. Well, Kit, if, if you're composed enough after that harrowing experience, because uh, it's live, folks. This, this is this is not on film. It's all coming to you very live before your eyes. Very live. So, um, yeah, uh, you were saying about the longer winding road. You were in the oh, middle of just talking that, about yeah, that. You it was changed just your mind on it. Yeah, just that the orchestration was mixed too high for me and, and that, um, yeah, that I changed my mind on it, that I first I liked it, but that it was just, you know, that the orchestration was just too high in the mix for me and that if they had just lowered it a little bit, uh, that that it would have been you know, much better because his vocals sounded great. Well, see, and that's but... you bring up a good point because I really feel that that is the strength of that song is, is Paul's vocals. Um, 
and but however when we get to the bonus disc i'll talk about a version of it that i'm really happy with Mm -hmm. um, yep but didn't paul say something to the effect of well maybe if you he didn't want to change it you know but he kind of the heart Yeah, the harp like you want to lower, and, and it's in the book. The memo that he wrote is in is in here. Yes, hmm. yes, it is. But I think it's yeah. the, it's all the elements mixed together. Yeah, I love Paul's vocals on the song mm-hmm. too, but I love you know that whole yeah. arrangement, the yeah. strings, the choir, well, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do too. You know? And to your oh, point, Ken. Yeah. To your yeah. point, Ken. I mean, that's the version that went to number one. You can't deny yes. that. However, we'll never get to know. You know, if it was the stripped down version, how well that would have done. You yeah, know? that's true. I personally think it never would have done as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and that's for a song that, that I that I love yeah. to death. Yeah, you, know? you could be right. Yeah, because the one that went to number I one could was be crazy. the one with the Spectre one was the one that went to number one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as it turns out. All right. So uh, let's now uh, move on to. Well, the first thing I went to for whatever reason you know i I like listening to the extras a lot first i know i'm not alone in that uh and i picked picked the uh glenn johns mix first i was really anxious to hear that and uh you know it's been available really since 1969 i think it was a broadcast and uh, some of it anyway uh or maybe the whole the whole thing uh now that i think of it but Whatever. The earliest bootlegs that we've had, we've heard those versions before and so on. Um, and I just wanted to hear how it translated. If it, you know, the speed sometimes wasn't right on some of those old uh, boots, uh, it was too slow sometimes on some of the ones I had. Uh, if you had a pitch control on your turntable, you could make it normalize. But, you know, anyway, that's the first thing I went to. Uh, and I'm going to go around and see what people thought of that. And uh, Kit, since you've been away for a little bit, let me start with you with the Glyn Johns. Have you had a chance to, to drink that in? Yes, I have. And uh, well, first of all, I, I, was, I think this is one of the highlights, too, in that, as you said, we've heard them before, but not in good quality. Um, you know, I'm glad that we finally you know, have them in, in decent quality, corrected, as you said. Um, and so it was really a, a pleasure to, to finally hear them. Because uh, I, I think I, I have heard some of these, but and I think we all have, but like copy of a copy of a copy right. of a copy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, it is so great um, to hear them. And it was kind of fun. I'm, I'm sure we've all done this uh, along the way, you know, sort of playing a, a game with the, you know yourself of like if if you know you were one of the Beatles and and Glenn's John, Glenn Johns presented this mix to you would you have accepted mm. uh accepted this yeah. you know I, although I enjoy it which I'll get to it later I, I will say I think they made the right decision I have to agree with you I have to agree with you but it's interesting to see you know and and hear what he was trying to do um you know he was definitely trying to create that fly on the wall um experience even more um which you know and I I appreciate that um but um you know I of course do agree however with Glenn John's um uh, uh, decision that you know don't let me down should have been on the album i mm. i i agree i i wish it had been on the album um but you know i i didn't agree with the take 
that he he chose. Um, You know, I don't think that was John's best vocal. Loved Billy Preston's piano on it, particularly the little bit of the extra solo at the end. Um, You know, there were just moments like that. Um, Also interesting, and we'll see it again uh, later, uh, Teddy Boy, Hmm. which, um, you know, the, you know, as I listened to it, I, I thought, I've heard this right. version before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Yes and no. And it turns yeah. out exactly yes right. and no. Yeah. Uh, looked it up um, you know, I, on Anthology 3, and yeah. yes, we've heard half of it. Half of it, right. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, we've heard part of it before. And mm. so it was this intro, you know, just reminding me. A how longer intro, I think. Yes. Yeah. Just interesting how in Anthology 3, we heard, you know, different kind of Frankenstein right. kind of cuts. And, and so, uh-huh. we, and it comes up again later on in the set. So, um, you know, but, uh, but it was uh, fun to hear the whole thing, which is uh, kind of interesting. Um, but so that was kind of the interesting part of it for me is just to hear it in such good quality and, mm. and to kind of play that game of would I have accepted this? And mm. um, I have to go with the Beatles on that. <laughs> I think yeah, they made too. the right decision. Mm. Because, uh, you know, the whole idea originally was, right, just to catch it live, so to speak, and raw with the rough edges, which is why there's a lot of this talking and there's uh, some some of the playing isn't that good. Right. Uh, right. You know, and to put, to put it, you know, mildly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love stuff like hearing the talking in between, you know, uh, John asking Ringo to give a nice big on his symbol to, to give him the courage to come screaming in. And uh, I love uh, John doing uh, square dance calls in the middle yeah. of Teddy Boy. It's yeah. all if that was the if that was the plan, which I think it was, or you just catch us like as we are live in the studio. That's why that was formed that way, I guess, for an album. But upon hearing it maybe they thought mm, that's such a good idea let's do something else with it um ken what's your take on it the glint johns well to me this is um <laughs> i've never been a big fan of the glenn johns mix um it's never done much for me maybe it's because as you had said we've gotten copies of copies over the years <laughs> and uh it hasn't had that much presence for me um it's interesting from a historical perspective that this could have been the album and it is more what the Beatles wanted. They described this as yeah. nature intended. Right, so right. this is without overdubs, without Phil Spector coming in and still, you know, there are better takes of these songs and maybe yes. that's the problem that the Beatles had with it. It's still interesting to hear what might've been. It's interesting to hear slightly different arrangements. Some of the songs like don't let me down and dig a pony are a bit slower um you know i'm so glad they never released teddy boy this way uh, i love the, the version that's on the mccartney album so right. much more than what Agreed. they did here in the studio yeah. um you know that there's some real high moments it's more the ad-libbing like in don't let me down um paul screams one more time right and yeah. then john goes hit it bill you know, yeah like, yeah i that, love that, that stuff solo. that yeah that's great. You know, um, and it's nice to know that at the end of one after 909, that's when John said, I hope we passed the audition. Thank Stuff you. Yeah. like that, yeah. that, that got shuffled around on the yeah. official Let It Be album. Um, yeah, The Long and Winding Road, which I, I, you know, it's one of my absolute favorite Beatles songs, sounded very echoey to me. 
mm. in this particular version. Agreed. Um, you know, it. I. I'm not that thrilled with it. I'm still not. <laughs> you know, I've got a feeling is the same one that eventually uh, was released on Anthology Three. Um, it gets cut off kind of early, which is a disappointment. You know, um, I I can't say too much about it. It's I love the two discs of outtakes so much more than this. Um, of course, on the show that I just did with Alan Tom, they felt the exact opposite. Uh, <laughs> Me too. But, you know, I think there are, there are times when certain things like this should be put out because of its historical importance. Yeah. You know, but you can certainly understand, like you said, when you listen to this, why the Beatles didn't accept it and didn't want it to go out. Yeah. If it had come out like that, I dare say, I think it would have been really ripped apart. Oh, what a tank. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but I think you hit the nail on the head, Ken. It's historic for historic yeah. reasons. Yeah. So I'm glad we have it. That, right. that it's and it's in better yeah, and, quality. And, and, and most of it is really, even though there are some kind of like official versions, like uh, one after nine oh nine, ones that we're used to hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still say the rest Get of it back. is kind of like. It's like a, an out rehearsals or sessions disc in its own, right? You know, we know it as the Glenn Johns album, but if mm. it had not been, and it had just been all those tracks, like I've Got a Feeling and uh, uh, Dig a Pony when they have the All I Want is You right. bit in there and John going, yeah. yes, I do. do you? <laughs> <laughs> that I love. You know, we just be able to just another disc of, of outtakes. It's great, you know. Mm. So, um, yeah. Tom, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, you know, for me, this I I this is my Easter demos from the White Album for me. Yeah. You know, this is okay because you're getting tracks that we know they're not the complete, they're not the final product. I mean, yeah, they're they're demos or they're or they're earlier takes. Um, so I kind of look at it that way. I don't really look at it as an album. And yes, I think we all can all agree that we're we're should be thankful that this wasn't the final product um yeah but but like we all said i mean this was the original concept of the of the idea i mean this is a band going going in and and writing recording songs uh on the fly um i I think it's really cool that it opens with one after 909 i think that's a bold move i mean what a great way to what a great rocker to open uh the album and I love the get back reprise. I think that was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I love the segment that they chose that we're going to, that we get the other, we get the longer version. And I think on this three or uh, just two or three, I forgot which one now, but, um, and I just love that, uh, 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 you know, the Paul just doing right. ad libbing, um, you know, if you will, during that little, that quick little reprise, I just love, uh, you know, and John comes in with, you know, really kind of like not very uh, enthusiastic, you know, mm-hmm. um, but if anything that these, these, these tracks prove to me, and then we can also talk to more when we get to two and three is, George really needed more time for these. It shows you it shows you how much time George needed to to work on his yeah. solos um, yeah. a yeah. lot because there's a lot of times where you know after Paul's doing his screaming on uh, on um, uh, I've got a feeling I've got a feeling and George does his little guitar solo and he look mm. look how long it took him to finally get to to get it right and then sometimes yeah. he was doing it just to annoy Paul. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> um, 
but but a lot and same with uh, other solos too for 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 George on on here. So it doesn't really shed you know show him in a in a decent light, which he was just ranked the eleventh greatest guitar player by Rolling Stone magazine too. And you know you listen to some of this work and you're like eleven really. But um, yeah, I, but, I always say that you know I love yeah. the finished product when George really works it out. Right. But right. there's a lot of outtakes, and especially and the just early Beatles outtakes. Right. It's like, yeah, and it's just not hmm. really that good. But again, <laughs> I'm glad we have this. Um, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a conspiracy, or not a conspiracy, but there's a controversy out now, right now with the Japanese. I mean, is that version, oh, is yeah. that the, the, the correct mix um, or not? I haven't, I don't know. I haven't listened to that Japanese mix uh, of the Glenn Johns uh, mix yet, but um, uh, I dig it. Not to I take it, it from. Uh, yeah. Can you dig it? <laughs> dig it? Oh, I can dig it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. Well, but one I thing, take, I, but I, I don't take it seriously. I, I, I don't hmm. appreciate that. I, I, if I remember, he serves. Don't they? Didn't he have the two Paul ballads together? Oh, uh, um, oh yes. yeah. Let it be. Let it be, and, and then Long Winding Road. Yeah, yeah back yeah, to back. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't like that sequence. Right. Hmm. that's worth but kicking it off with one after 909 was actually yeah, a that's good idea. a nice touch I, I like that yeah yeah i agree with that um let's see now let's go over to the four song ep Ugh, do we have that's to include that's very controversial <laughs> you know we know all about that people are like oh you know you, you have a disc there you could have put more tracks you didn't need the ep or you could have taken those four and stuck them on one of the other uh bonus he discs and etc etc you could have taken the second and third disc, the yeah. two discs of outtakes, and put them onto one CD. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah. and we say this with a lot of the uh, archive sets that have been coming out, especially right. with Paul's archives uh, set. I mean, those those two, just two and three on Flowers and Dirt could have easily gone on one disc. Yeah. Well, then why don't we, we'll pass that. We know how we feel about that in general. I guess most people do <laughs> feel the same. And why don't we just go to the actual uh, tracks? What's on there? You know, we got the Glyn Johns mixes of Across the Universe and I, Me, Mine. And then you have Don't Let Me Down and Let It Be, the, the remixes of the original singles. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, starting this time with Ken, let's see, yes. the, talk about those four. What do you, what do you think? What do you, what do you like? What do you not do? too crazy about or maybe you love them all who knows uh you know um i like the fact that across the universe is basically the first version that came out from no one's going to change our world but at the right speed with um you know lizzie bravo and gailing peace you can hear them on harmony vocals so i like hearing it that way um i like don't let me down only because of the introduction there and, uh, you know, Paul is saying, what have you got up your sleeve, John? Don't let me down, bloody good one. <laughs> and I think he says, don't let me down blues. You know, I love all those ad libs, you know. Mm. We kind of live for that a little bit after the Let It Be album all these years where you hear all the, you love all the, the ad libs on there. And now you're getting more of them. So, um, yeah, uh, got, I don't have too much to say about it. I mean, mine. George's vocal is more upfront, and this is without strings and horns. Still, the shorter version, interesting. Yeah, because only mm -hmm. Phil Spector lengthened it. Right. Um, yeah. Let it be. There's more organ in the beginning. The drums are heavier on the single mix, and and that's it. Uh, I'm not thrilled about these four songs. You could have you could have you know put them tack them at the end of the Glenn John CD for for 
all I yeah, care. Good point. Yeah. You know, yep. um, right. you didn't need to waste a whole disc just on four tracks. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I was impressed with the, the, the remixing of the singles. I mean, Don't Let Me Down, really, I love that song, and it's the one we all know, really, but mm. from the single, but it's really vibrant and, and uh, more up, up front, you know, it's louder, and uh, same thing with Let It Be. I like what was done with those. The other two I could uh, do without, I mean, Across the Universe is interesting for the reasons that you mentioned, Ken, to listen to, but I mean mine, you know, I guess it's historical because it's the minute and a half or something mm-hmm. version. It's not the two and 20 minute, two and a right. Yeah. Two and a half, whatever, something like that uh, version. So historically it's interesting. I mean, mine, but I could do it without listening to it. I'd rather listen to the elongated one that uh, Phil Spector brought us, you know? So, Me too. Uh, but this yeah. is without the Phil Spector production period. It's just the band. Without the, without so, the production. Without so, the production. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so Tom, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with, with Ken. Um, you know, listen, he know I, I listened to or I was reading a uh, an interview with Giles Martin. He knows he knows he's getting beat up for these remixes. He understands what he's being put through with these remixes. You know, he knows he's going to get criticism for these remixes and 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 the way it's it's it's, it's organized. And yeah, and this is five. I do like that they picked the, the I Me Mine because I kind of like it short. I like it shorter. I think it's just it goes on maybe I, it's short as it is with after Phil Spector. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of like it even shorter to be honest with you. I think it works better that way. But um, yeah, the Across the Universe is fine. I, I like you. Can I just don't really think much about it. Where's old brown shoe? Why couldn't that been on here? Um, mm-hmm. is, is as well. You know, that was only recorded uh, a couple weeks after uh, in February. Um, you know, that could have been included on here. Well, um, they wanted to keep it all January. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, but uh, there's other stuff that could that could have been on here. I mean, if you listen to those 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 you know those bootlegs, those dagger reels, if you will, there's so much stuff um, that that could have been on here uh, as well. But uh, listen, I'm glad Which to have we'll this set. Be, but I'm sure, we'll be getting to yeah <laughs> that yeah. Too. Let it be fine too. I don't have a problem with any of these mi- mi- mixes. But again, I think the biggest problem I have, it's just because it's four, four songs on a CD. I think it's a waste. Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes away from the, the songs in a way. I uh, think it takes yeah. away from the momentum of this two, this three, and this four. And then all of a sudden you, you throw in this, this five, and then it kind of just leaves you wanting more. I'm pleased with all what right. we got. But the biggest mm-hmm. disappointment is that there's so much more we could have gotten. Oh, and the people started. who have really... Well, we are going to get started on that very soon. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the best for last, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think about the four songs? Yeah. I mean, I have to agree. I, I mean, it was just such a waste to put them on, on an EP with, with, you know, just four songs. It's, yeah. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't do them any service. I mean, it, it just comes off kind of like an afterthought and, and right. it's uh, really, uh, it shouldn't. Um, probably my, my favorite mix um, on this is Across the Universe because I'm, I, you know, love hearing uh, Lizzie Bravo and, and Galen Pease's back, uh, backing vocals. Um, and, um, you know, it is uh, lovely to hear that. Although um, uh, the, uh, uh, viewer here, Mark uh, Zuckoff points out, and I agree uh, that our 
our friend uh, Ken Womack um, did a review of the Let It Be box set that appeared in Salon uh, earlier mm. this week, and he mentioned that really it's hard to improve on the Let It Be naked version of Across the Universe, which is just gorgeous. It's, you know, warm like that. that's a gorgeous version, so it's hard to improve on that. Um, so that's that's a good point, Mark. Um, but, uh, but I do like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other the other remixes you know nice to have um but you know they they didn't really excite me in any particular way i mean it's just kind of like okay good good to have good to have the shorter version of i me mine uh, the original version i i kind of i i kind of disagree tom i like the longer versions i, yeah, I think it's fair. a great song yeah. so it's yeah. like the longer the better for me uh but um but yeah i i think these could have been showcased so much better uh rather than just thrown on this you know as i said like an afterthought on this on the right. cp um mm -hmm. so uh so yeah i mean other than across the universe um yeah not not uh not too much more to say about it mm. okay all right so now the time is here talk about the bonus discs of the sessions apple jams rehearsals etc etc uh, there's a lot of stuff we could talk about here. Uh, Ken, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, so, uh, you know, overall impressions, what you like, maybe didn't like what you missed, the whole shebang. I liked everything that I heard on these two discs. Everything. I think that, uh, you know, the, the tracks that were chosen were wisely chosen. It's mm. just that, and I'm not familiar with everything on the Naga Reels. I've heard a lot of it. You know, but I know for a fact that there's a lot of interesting stuff that you could have put on here. But of the stuff that I like the most, I would have to say, and it's kind of ironic because when they first leaked out these tracks, Universal did. What I heard first was one after 909, which was the, the take that they did, take three at Apple Studios. And Billy Preston's actually on a real piano, an acoustic mm. piano, as, a, mm. as opposed to the Fender Rhodes that he used on the Apple rooftop. And it has a different sound. And it's a it's a little bit slower, but it really cooks as a band. I love this take of One After 909. It could have been the release version as far as I'm concerned. But, I love that. I love it. You know, I still absolutely love the one that we've known all these years. But um, really love that version. And I also love that, um, that different take of For You Blue, which is take four. There's more piano. George's vocals are so clear. It's a more of a lively and spirited version of, of For You Blue. And at the end, I think George said, that sounded lovely. <laughs> so I love stuff like that. Um, the take of Paul doing uh, Please Please Me on the piano and then yeah, going into That was interesting, be, yeah. That is really just priceless right there. And with uh, credit to Tom Frangione on the show that we did together, um, as you all know, Please Please Me, when it was first written, was supposed to be more of a slow ballad, kind of Roy Orb Orbison-esque. And here, the way Paul's singing it, it's slower. It could have been more like that when they first wrote it. So it's interesting that, um, you know, that's the beginning of their careers. This is close to the end. He bookends those two songs together. And um, I like hearing the descending piano lines at the very beginning of Let It Be which is not you know, the version that, that we've heard on the single or the mm -hmm. album. Um, excellent outtake of I've Got a Feeling. Uh, also, Get Back. 
take 19. It's interesting to hear that take because they used the coda from that in the single version. So that was an edit that we've known yeah. all these years, yeah. but you hear the actual full take from the song in which they use the coda. That was very clever. Um, Don't Let Me Down, the rooftop performance, even though John screws up the lyrics, we're used to that. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it really was a fine performance. Um, I love the long and winding road and let it be. Um, great takes altogether, the ones that were in the movie. From the movie. Um, Get back, take eight. The ad libs from Paul. It's five o'clock. Your mother's got your tea on. Take your cap off. All that stuff. <laughs> right. I yeah. love that. And I also love the fact that they included a few songs. There could have been a lot more. A few songs that they released later on in their solo careers. All Things Must Pass being one of them and Give Me Some Truth. And of course, you do have Teddy Boy on the Glenn Johns right. mix. But there's so many other songs that they did at that time that ended up on their solo uh, releases that I wish were on there. Um, and I also do like, um, well, there's two versions of I Me Mine in there. One is just the backing tracks, which is really cool to hear without, yes. Paul, uh, without yeah. uh, George singing. And there's also a rehearsal of them doing I Me Mine. And there's an instrumental bit in, in that version that's not in the final version. It didn't really work, but it's just cool to, to hear that they experimented with that. So those are my favorite moments there altogether. Um, it was a, a bit of a surprise to have a Billy Preston song in there. Song, yeah. yeah. With, right. um, uh, without a song, it's called. And so it's actually, John and Ringo. Yeah. And uh, it turned out to be a song that he later released on I Wrote a Simple Song, one of his solo albums. But he didn't write that one. It's mm. actually from the 1920s, I think that song but there's there's so much good stuff on those two discs but it's just knowing that there could have been a lot more yeah and of course everybody has their wants and things that are missing that they wish were on but i've never been able to listen to a lot of the you know get back let it be stuff oh you know i mean how many how many discs worth are out there 80 something 83 i believe it was oh boy I could. I I it was more it. than that. Make, but... It's either eighty-three or eighty-six. Um, one of the two. Yeah. I'll tell you. In the beginning, in the early years, when the first bootlegs came out of Let It Be, I was really bored with that stuff. Now I yeah. find it really fascinating. Right. Because yeah. there's a lot of interesting stuff. When you hear a song take shape. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear them try out things that don't work, <laughs> you know yeah. that yeah. I just find so fascinating. You know, and anyone who studied this stuff knows what I'm talking about. Even right. just, you know, two of us, they rehearsed at a faster version. Right. And, um, say, yeah. you know, it would have been great to have something like that in this collection. But mm -hmm. let, I, I've done enough talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and of course, the highlight of the whole set, we finally get the walk. <laughs> 55 seconds yeah. or whatever yeah. all right tom how about you what, what are your thoughts well how much time do you guys have <laughs> I'm, surprised, I'm surprised to me it looks like we're out of all shows this is right. 
going fast. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Ken said, you know, the faster version of two of us, there's also a faster version of get back. Uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. Hmm. Um, just to rattle off a few. Okay. Another day backseat of my car, best of me, mucho child of nature every night. Uh, hear me, Lord, hot as sun. I got stung. Isn't it a pity mama? You've been on my mind songs that they recorded, um, or, or attempted to start off. These are just a few, um, during that, that month. Well, where are they? Why can't they be on here? Um, it's a, isn't it a pity? Um, yeah, really it's more it is a pity. Right. Yeah. And so then you, and that. I was just going to say that too. They're, they're, George is, ha- is heavily lacking on, on this uh, compilation, I think. But then again, he didn't, um, besides the 30 versions of All Things Must Pass on here, he really didn't do a lot. Um, but there's a fun version of A House of the Rising Sun that they did that's, that's kind of cool. I don't know if you guys have heard that before. Mm. Um, uh, there's a really cool thing called Get Off. Uh, that's a that's an ad lib kind of thing that that's a lot of fun uh you, you go to youtube type in black beetles black album and it, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun uh stuff and that's where you get the controversial stuff uh as well which i w- wish they would have talked about a little bit more hopefully maybe they they will with the get back um uh, sessions yeah. um i mean uh, get back movie um but sure. um i loved um where is it uh God damn it. I'm, oh, oh, darling. They're doing old mm. darling. And then you hear John go, you know, Yoko's divorce just came through and then he's, mm. you know, happy. And then he's, you know, participating uh, in that song. I thought that was really cool. Um, I love the chatter with George, you know, running through, trying to do a run through something. And then, you know, he's like, what could it be, Paul? And then, you know, and then there's John going, well, just knowing what he checks me like a cauliflower or something like that. Yeah. You know, that's, well, that's a lot of fun. Pomegranate. Yep. Pomegranate. But again, you know, it's that chatter. Um, that's a lot. That's really fun. I mean, especially if you got that if that that bootleg of all '86 discs. I mean, you get a lot of that chatter um, on there. Um, the, she came in through the bathroom window. Is very close to what I think was on um, uh, the anthology three, um, which is fine. Uh, Give me some truth. I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, all things was passed. Like I said, they did a lot. They ran through that a lot, especially during the second half. Um, so I would have really appreciated maybe one or two more uh, versions of that uh, song. Um, the, there's, there's the making of the album speech where they're all having like a little meeting and, and John's kind of like talking to Paul about, you know, you want this, you know, you want the last number to be your song, but now it's kind of like a bad song and you're kind of mad about it, you know, and Paul's like saying, well, I don't really know why I'm upset about it. But um, so that's really, that's really fun. And then George was says something like, well, you know, everything that, you know, that we did was never really planned to begin with. We just did it. You know, it was, mm. um, you know, really interesting stuff from, from that. Um, so yeah, a lot of really cool stuff on here. Take 19 of the long and winding road might be my favorite. Um, my go-to now, whenever I listen, want to listen to the long and winding road, I just thought that was absolutely marvelous. And, you know, I, I keep saying it over and again, over again, it's the vocals from Paul that really are the most important thing for me for that song. And they really shine on, uh, on that take. Um, so I'm happy with it. Yeah. Could there have been more? Uh, can you dig it is, is kind of fun, you know, yeah, um, you know, another dig it type song, um, you know, mm. so, but, and then we get the long, what we get eight minutes or ver, uh, was it, how long was dig it? Uh, was it, eight yeah, minutes? it was originally eight eight four. versions, right? There was one the that one I, I know think was, was like, thir- like 13 minutes long and there was right. one that was shorter. Oh, wow. And I think this was like I, over four. 
I think this is perfect, though. It's like, yeah, it's not quite five. It's four and change. Which right. Is, you don't have to sit there and listen just a little 50-second one. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you don't have to go through something that's like 10, right. 8 to 13 minutes or whatever. Right. I, I like I like that. Yeah. Well, so sorry to ramble, but, uh, you know. <laughs> well, hey, there's a lot know. to ramble about. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I have to tell you, though, Kit, it's going to be a tough act to follow. Cause yeah, I know. You have to, <laughs> you have to kind of uh, give me your opinions. Um, yeah, and um, a number of commenters here have been talking about other songs that they would have liked to have seen, like Watching Rainbows. Mm-hmm. Susie uh, Parlor. Susie Parlor. Yeah, Susie I'm Parlor. Susie somebody Parler. mentioned that. Uh, that might be in the, the movie. I bet you that's going to be in the movie. I, I hope wonder. a lot of this stuff hmm. will be in the movie. I, I'm hoping that like, it's like the first whole episode is just all like the Twickenham uh, stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'll throw in uh, mail, Mailman Bring Me No More Blues. blues I wonder right. why mm. that wasn't there. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, the list the list goes on and on. Um, one second. Are... Yeah, so sorry, Queen, uh, to interrupt, but, sure. but if you guys <laughs> want to, you can always just type in songs that were recorded during the that month, and you can yes. get, yeah. you'll, you'll get everything in either an alphabetical order or day by day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, the, and that's the thing. Oh, go ahead. I was oh, going to say yeah. on YouTube, there is a ton of stuff that you can yeah. listen to. And yes. some people have put together their own compilations that flow really well, mm-hmm. you know, and it's fascinating to listen to now. You know, some songs are not finished, obviously, but and they're good quality. They're mm-hmm. really good sound quality. <laughs> you know, I don't care if it's in mono. It still sounds pretty clear. You, you, so you, know, Kate, you mentioned Mailman, Bring Me No More Blues. I mean, that, you know, even stuff that we've had before, right. I'd like to have it represented on here. And one that, that comes to mind to me as my namesake, Mean Mr. Mustard. You know, yeah. I really kind of <laughs> kind of wish that that was on here, you know, this with the rest of the songs like uh, Polythene Pam and uh, She Came Through the Bathroom Window. Sure. It would be nice on here as well. Exactly. For, you know, because they were recorded in the same, you know, same period. Absolutely. And even if we have, we've had that previously, because I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, you know, a lot of times I get tripped up. People say such and such was on Anthology 3. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, for me, at, at, when I listen to the anthologies, I usually play two the most. It's yeah. One. Mm-hmm. But I yep. very seldom play three, so I forget what was on exactly. There. So even if it's on there, I would I would like to have seen it on here for yeah. continuity and and yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so uh, yeah, so it, you know, and we've kind of touched on this already, but you know, it, it is a shame in a way that we've heard a lot of this already. But good to have in better quality. That's that's for sure. Um, mm. So yeah, highlights for me. Um, all things must pass. Um, you know, it's really a great, even though the harmonies, I mean, they would have had to have done a lot more work. Uh, mm. You know, they're, they're rough, but uh, but really interesting to hear, um, you know, what it might have sounded like if the Beatles had recorded it. And uh, interesting, you know, to hear George, I mean, he, it's interesting how George, you know, clearly was a little shy about mm. bringing this, you know, amazing composition um to the others and, and saying you know now you now if anyone wants to join right. in and then right. you just you're yeah. just thinking oh my god this is all things must pass and you're right. like you know now this is this little song and you know if you want to join in you know just yeah. a, you know classic and then mm-hmm. uh, but uh, but interesting to hear you know what it could have been um and uh i think uh tom you mentioned oh darling um which is uh you know it's really interesting to hear even though paul's not singing at like in full voice right right. he's you know holding back but it still sounds great 
Um, and uh, some, you know, he's clearly kind of working on his vocalizing a bit. Uh, hilarious back backing vocals mm. from John. He's having some fun, you know, mm. and saying, when you told me, and, right. and uh, you know, and all that. And when did singing, oh, and I do, and the office, and then hearing Billy Preston uh, working on the keys, like, that's great. And then, as you mentioned, announcing that Yoko's right. divorce came through. And of course, most of this had been released previously on Anthology mm. 3, but yeah. you know, the whole thing, right. um, great to hear. Um, Oh my gosh, Billy Preston hearing you know that without a song. Oh, I mean, what, what a treat to, to hear that. I mean, what a what a voice he had, um, and playing you know piano straight out of church. Uh, just just fantastic. Um, my only complaint it was too darn short. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was that was. Yeah, it's so often the so often the case. Too, it's too darn short. Um, uh, other highlights uh, take uh, four of uh, two of us. Uh, just uh, you know, slight that slightly different guitar mm. riff at yes. the beginning. Yes, good point. Uh, That's slightly, but uh, yeah. and the vocalizing is a little bit different, but the harmonies you know, are just mm. as tight as ever. I uh, that was a great version. Um, I think somebody already mentioned For You Blue, Take Four. I think you mentioned it, yeah. Ken. Yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of a different vocal from uh, from George, a little bit of a different style. That's the other interesting thing, listening to some of these, that you, you can tell they're working on their vocal styles. Um, you know, like on here, he's using a little more vibrato. Um, you know, it's, it's some other takes you hear them. You know, they're, they're just fascinating mm. like hearing them trying to figure out how am i going to sing this and then uh, and i love at the end when uh, george is like does this guitar sound in tune this great stuff um i've got a feeling take 10 while it's it's not perfect i love the the energy between john and paul you can really hear it uh, in in that take so mm. it wasn't good enough to be the final take but i you just love you know you really hear um the energy um get back take 19 i think did you mention that ken i think or i'm not which I'm not which sure. version was that uh, take numbers. 19 is that the one with the coda that they used yeah. i think so yeah right. i think it was uh and it's a slightly different solo yes. from billy preston on mm. that which was great to hear mm. and it's just astounding how and this was the case in many of the songs yeah. I mean, again, this was a different take, but Paul's vocals were just flawless. I mean, just flawless on this. I mean, they they could have been, um, I mean, they could have been the final version. Um, you know, and I mean, that's a that's a lot of takes, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of takes, and uh, it still sounds great. And I think this was the version where he was doing all the laughing and and all that was became i think um on disc three that was get back take eight i believe oh okay Mm -hmm. okay so maybe that's that's a different one and one at the end um, of the movie that they use at the end of the of the credits uh maybe no maybe that's the one the get back take eight was go ahead we got to get together that is that the one or we'll get them mixed up the one we got to get together well, there's only 500 versions during that month. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> yep. Well, so, we only listen a couple of yeah. times, folks. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. So that's, uh, but that's a great version. And uh, and I think, Ken, you mentioned one after 909, uh, take three. I think oh. it, it was, yeah, that honky oh, tonk piano. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Great. That's a highlight great. for me great stuff um so yeah so i mean it's it's just fascinating as as you said ken to you know watch 
or listen to these songs evolve and, and listen to them, you know, trying out different vocals, trying out different solos, how they're going, you know, feeling their way through these songs. It's just mm. fascinating stuff. I've, I've, I love it too. Absolutely. Yeah. So those were the highlights for me. Yes, wow. there's a lot they could have included. And, and I'm sure, you know, people in the comments, I'm sure you're listing stuff too, but, uh, but there are some, there are some gems here. No question. Yeah. I yeah. wanted to, to mention just one more thing. There was an ad lib that I loved a lot at the end of um, Dig a Pony, Take 14. And Paul is sort of singing this in falsetto. He's saying, I think the other one is much better. Let's do get back. <laughs> <laughs> and we learned what George likes for lunch. We learned that as well. Oh, it's cauliflower with cheese sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that cheese, that cheese sauce. sauce. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's not much that I can add. I mean, you've covered everything, but there's one thing that I don't think anybody mentioned, but uh, I, that I think is kind of a little highlight. Uh, we, Octopus's garden rehearsal. Oh, the rehearsal. Yeah. Here, which is which is nice. And George asks if Ringo's got any more words. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ringo plays a little on piano, you know. And that's all. The Octopus's Garden bit has always been one of my very favorite moments of right. all in a Let It Be film, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. That yeah. bit. In there. But you know, Joe, they're, they're, when he's done, then everybody's laughing. And I don't know if I everybody's laughing because they're making fun of it or they're yeah. just laughing because oh, of cool. the way he, he is being. You know, they're yeah. kind of charmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right yeah. Now, you know, he's, I can't he's really tell, tell the tone of the laughter after Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he, Ringo doesn't take himself seriously. So this is like, he's attempting to write this song. Right. He knows he's only got a few lines of lyrics. Mm. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, making fun of himself, you know, Possibly. sort of not taking right. himself ser yeah. seriously. Right. But it's funny when he doesn't boy. have the words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. You know, uh -oh. it would be nice. Paradise. Right. You know, Paradise, like, yes. Let me, fit, let me fit something in there, you know. And then George uh, plays uh, the guitar yeah. and does that. Yeah, it would be nice, Paradise. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's and an it's interesting, interesting thing to notice too. that George is the one that wants to help him write it. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I, boy, we covered everything. How so fast, too? Um, <laughs> any other thoughts or any other viewer comments or you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know how people feel about those beeps from the Nagger reels. I mean, they for one, they don't really bother me that much. I don't know how you guys mm. would have felt if we had stuff there with the beeps. Um, you know, I kind of enjoy it. I mean, it's obviously that they're they're filming and it's part of the part of the the filming of 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 the of that time in Twickenham. So that doesn't necessarily uh, bother me. I mean, I'm I'm sure we're gonna get more of that uh, come the get back uh, films. Um, mm -hmm. But um, you know, it wouldn't have bothered me if they added stuff in here with with the beeps. I didn't mind the I, I wouldn't mind the beeps as much as the the talk. Uh... This is slate one oh three. Right. You know. oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's there's there there's that as well. You know. I have to admit the beeps drove me nuts. <laughs> they <laughs> drove me nuts. And then yeah, the slate one and, and then right. the beep. I I like that you can hear better what mm. what's going on and and then yeah if they and it was also hard sometimes because it's and I think we mentioned this toward the beginning of this conversation about how they would often 
you know, talk over each other right. and everything. And so, mm. yeah, reducing some of that noise, you know, mm. I, I, I think really is, is great because sometimes when I, you know, when I got copies of copies of copies of these uh, earlier tapes, yeah, it was hard to make out much at, right. at times between the beeping and the, you know, all that. So they can clean mm. that stuff up. Great. I'm, I'm all for it. I wonder if there was some more oldies jams that, you know, little little bits of songs that could have been put in. I guess you could have put a lot of things in. A, I remember hearing a version of Shadow Rhythm and Blues, I think. Yeah. They, that I oh, yeah. I've heard a yep. lot of oldies. I mean, again, you, all, all you have to do is just Google what they played, and you'll you'll see all these oldies that they did mm -hmm. uh, during those you can, sessions. You can Google. You can find a page that lists everything that they rehearsed during that Yeah. Month. I think yes. the Beatles Bible right. website has right. has a full list. Yeah, even yeah. if it's a few words, right? Right. Everything, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing, like the please please me thing. It's it's only a, a, a couple lines. It's not like he ran mm -hmm. through the whole thing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like he would like a Vegas lounge singer. Um, but uh, uh, it's so, but it's interesting. Didn't they do like an Everly Brothers uh, tune too for a second? Uh, uh, wake, was it wake, wake up, up little, little Susie? Susie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. On this, it was if a it didn't of... say it, if it didn't say it in the in the right in the box, you yeah. know, I would I wouldn't even know. It's so it's only a few seconds. Exactly. <laughs> Most people right. wouldn't yeah. say, "Oh, that's obviously right. the Everly Brothers." Right. Yeah. But um, the, I, I agree with you, Tom. The beeps would not at all annoy me, but I think way back when we first started doing this show, right. <laughs> like two years ago, um. I think it might have been you, Tom. I don't know where we. I heard this, but someone had come up with an idea, and I think it would have been great in the Let It Be box set, the proposed one, if maybe you had a disc of just them rehearsing songs that wound up in their solo careers. Mm -hmm. yeah. A separate disc, them rehearsing 50s rockers, yeah. just the right. choicest ones, the right. best in terms of performance or that have interesting bits in them. You could have done something separate of, you know, mm. a few songs that ended up on Abbey Road, yeah. you know, do it thematically and make it interesting that way. They did yeah. a lot in, in that month. And that's why this this month, January 69, is one of my favorite months of anything they've ever did. And they're, they're nine years or eight years of recording. Wow. Yeah. It's yep. a fascinating month to study because, like right. we said, they had only these really like three weeks to get yeah. the job done. Yep. to have enough songs to release on an album and to do to do a concert even though it was only five songs in the concert right. as it turns out but still you know and the let it be album turned out to be a little bit of patchwork putting in you know across the universe in there and then they had to record i mean mine right did it does it ever say in the booklet because i've only thumbed through the booklet why don't let me down wasn't in the original let it be album maybe because the single was first Maybe. Well, yeah, but, I, no, but the I've, get back was a single first as well no true, that's true, true. yeah, yeah. And i thought maybe versions. because it was on the hey jude album which was released uh, first the hey jude album came out yeah before first, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. maybe it would have been yeah. duplication yeah. you know too soon mm -hmm. i don't know but yeah. you know a lot of people question you know they think that the album would have been a lot stronger if don't let me down was on there and i agree yeah, yeah, I agree. But then again, you you know, you've got an album with three number ones on it, whether they were here in the U.S. or yeah, in the U.K. Incredible. I mean, you know, yep. and then, like I said at the beginning, I mean, this is like an album that people consider one of their lesser albums. Right. And it's got three number ones on it. That's what I, I always say. <laughs> any band, some bands, they could go through 25 years and never get one number one. 
Hey, listen, if your worst album has three number ones on it, you can only be so lucky. <laughs> you know? Are there any other albums? I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, geez, I'm being forgetful, but any other albums that have three number ones on them? Uh, something like that. But were they all number one in the U.S.? I don't recall whether were all three number one in the U.S. Yeah, I think Get Back was here. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah. What other albums? Mystery Tour. Mystery yeah, but Tours. that was after. Uh, well, this was after um, the fact as well, kind of. But uh huh. Yeah. Well, now we got this next trip. Well, I mean, I know there's albums yeah. that have two number ones, especially a lot in the '80s. Um, you know, didn't mm. uh, beat it. I mean, Thriller have a couple. Thriller, ones. yeah, yeah, uh, almost movie. three because well, I mean, uh, Beatles, I mean, Beatles wise. But Beatles, yeah, I mean, Beatles, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Beatles, you know, Beatles, Beatles. I mean, I get it. I get why right. you know you have to rank in order. But preference. then again, they weren't releasing songs from albums as singles too. You got to remember, remember that. Well, somebody disproved yeah. that. <laughs> it wasn't Ken. Somebody said, "Wait a minute!" But there's actually they did this and they did that. And yeah, but the Magic and the Mystery Tour somebody. was a U.S. thing that was right. put together. Yeah, that, that, that's. I'm just thinking that like you didn't still had. Penny Lane, Hello, Goodbye, right. All I Need Is Love, which are okay. all number yeah. one, right? But but yeah. going back to what you were saying, Tom, it, it it's true though when you think about it that here this is considered, you know, their lesser album, right? Weaker, and not yeah. only are there you know three number ones, but I mean yeah. particularly, well, I guess you could say all three. I mean, Get Back and and uh, Let It Be for sure. I mean, those are not only you know number ones, but those are considered like you know, oh. classics, yeah. standards, right? I mean, you know, and, and Long and Running Road, I guess, even though oh, for yeah. some reason today that album or that song is kind of, I don't know, some people don't like it, you know, and, and there's well, they're wrong. And, and I agree. And <laughs> it's I kind of dirty, but I, yeah, I, do I, like it. I do like you know, it, but it's dirty. But I mean, like, um, you know, it, they're, they're staples in, in yeah. fall sets. And, I, and right. I would say across the universe, I mean, is like considered a big song of, uh, John Classic, yeah. even though I it's think not it's, a number I, one single or anything. I think that right song there. has gained in stature. That oh, one, absolutely. Robert, Robert yeah. Henry wins. The Beatles one had a lot of number ones on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it did. Yeah. So did the Beatles' <laughs> 20 greatest hits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so did the Red right. Album and the Blue Album. <laughs> uh, Robert Henry uh, also says... Uh, Joe's uh, Teddy Boy is still better than Monkberry Moon Delight. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> you, I don't know about that. More words, for one thing. He doesn't like Monkberry Moon Delight. This, this is a yeah. reference oh, to oh, some what, people. Some people didn't like it. And, oh. and Robert Henry's one of them. Okay. This, this is a you. reference to Joe's uh, Fab Gab, which uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll mention at the end of the show, but uh, yeah. Joe's Fab Gab, where they were ranking the Ram yeah. tracks. And, uh, okay. yeah. Monkberry Moon Delight became a very controversial track uh, yeah. <laughs> during the ranking. It People ranked it all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's amazing. The orders that, that, and I like that because if there was only one way to view an album, or something. What you know when point? we everybody when, have the same rank, rankings. When we ranked it from two legs, I had it at number four. I think that's about I, where I had mine's, it. Big mine's three, three or four was. Yeah, I forget. Mine was three or four. Yeah, that was a great song. Oh yeah. Now I just mine gave it. Be, now I just gave it up. You know. So <laughs> mine would be somewhere in there. What's that's tough to set? pick your number one song from Ram. Backseat of my car. Backseat of my car. Oh, mine was easy. No, I put that eight. Right. I know. I can't show my face here anymore. I know, but uh, 
Um, Anyways, we're getting off topic here. This is a good segue now to the end, I guess, because um, um, I guess, Kit, uh, you could always start by saying where to find us if people want to get in touch and all that kind of thing. Of course. Well, first of all, thank you all for uh, you've left a lot of wonderful comments here. I know we couldn't get to as many as we'd like, but if we do read them um, both here and on YouTube and on, we will uh, we do respond to them. So uh, so thank you all for uh, for joining us tonight for all your great comments. Um, you can find us on, of course, Facebook where you're watching this right now. You can find us on uh, YouTube and uh, please subscribe where we're, our numbers are, are going please. up. And, yes. so please, please subscribe. <laughs> with the puppy dog, with the puppy dog look. look you know? yep. 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 Up, 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 up. We're going up. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so please subscribe and and tell your friends. You can uh, also uh, find us on virtually any podcasting uh, platform that uh, that you use to to find all your your favorite uh, podcasts. And uh, you can also find us on our Facebook or uh, our uh, website at uh, talkmoretalk.com. And you can find us on Twitter at uh, talkmoretalk1, the number one. And please feel free to get in touch at uh, talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. We love your feedback. If you have ideas for future shows, uh, you can let us know. Uh, and finally, you can um, uh, find us on fab4radio.com we want to give a big shout out to beetle ed uh who not only carries this show but he carries many of our individual shows so uh All thank you to him and yeah pretty much and so thank you to him and uh and you can find us there as well so you, you just can't get away from us no and matter thank, what thank you kit for all for getting us on all of those platforms um, no. thank you very very much oh, <laughs> you're yes. welcome yeah. Yep, we're we're your, just your week. Everywhere. Your work is has not gone un, unappreciated. So we oh, really thanks, thank Tom. you. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate. Well, thank I appreciate. You, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're almost as, as, as much of a workaholic as Paul McCartney. That's right. <laughs> almost. <laughs> so does that include? Uh, are you including anything that you've done lately, Kit? Or uh, sure, I can include that. Um, just a couple of things i was recently on when they was fab with our good friends of the show at shannon john stone um we did a show where we talked about the trailer uh for get back um and another guest on this episode was a good friend of our show uh marv quibble and uh we hmm. really had a good time isn't talking. it just great that you can do a show on a four minute trailer i know isn't and, it and, just it was, awesome? and it's over an hour yeah <laughs> There are shows that have been done on one song. Yes. I know. Just yes, take I've it done apart. That too. You know? yeah. Absolutely, and uh, and and yeah, we had a lot to say about it, uh, about mm. about a trailer, um, and uh, had a, we had a really fun conversation about it. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, just go to uh, the When They Was Fab Facebook page, and you can also find uh, their show on Podbean. So do check that out. And then this Thursday. Um, October 28th, I'll be doing my monthly show, not in the backyard, unfortunately. Uh, that's that's done until the spring. Yeah, yeah. weather is too put cold. Those gnomes away. Got to put those gnomes away, and <laughs> <laughs> and yep, too too cold. So you know they need sweaters. Yeah, I got to put. <laughs> oh, shut Rub up. it in. And, <laughs> and, 
I'm getting a gnome of my own. Yes, a gnome of my own. And uh, and so I'll be doing one uh, this Thursday, the 28th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern over on my Facebook page. We'll talk uh, news. We'll talk, uh, you know, have our usual discussion. uh, And uh, it'll be uh, the usual rubbish and it won't cost much. In fact, it won't cost anything. (laughs) That's the bargain she's going to strike up. That's right. That's the bargain we're going to strike up. So hope, uh, hope to see you then. So that's it for me. And I, I think I think I'll jump in here and say, please subscribe to my <laughs> channel on YouTube, Mean Mr. Mayo. Please. Please. please, I'm not begging you. I'm asking you. Come on. <laughs> but uh, give me a chance. Tell, tell you some of the stuff that I've got going on. Uh, I think we were talking. You've been about, busy I this guess, month. Yes. Been, yeah. Been, yeah. Busy month indeed. Indeed. I wonder why. There's a lot of stuff out. But I uh, just did the my show Fab Gab where we talked about uh, the songs that are on Ram and we ranked them. So you might want to have fun looking at that. If you like the Ram album, want to see where, where does your choice fit in uh, for first song, last song, middle songs. And then the Fab Gab before that, we had, I think all of us here, my uh, Talk More Talk host and other guests, we had nine people in total. Uh, mm. If you go back a Fab Gab, a few videos uh, on my channel, we talked all about all things uh, Get Back and the, the book and the trailer and all that. So there's a lot, a lot of stuff about that. And I made a lot of videos recently showing all different versions that are out there. That I picked up of, uh, I don't know, exclusives, uh, Walmart exclusives. They have book. different uh, right. photos in the, in the set with the album. And uh, I did my own review of all the contents of this box set. So I, you can get really let it beat out. If you will, if you care to. So uh, I think that covers me pretty much. Let's go on to Tom. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I'll try to keep this under two weeks. Um, we, the last <laughs> actually the last uh, the last two weeks uh, on our shows um, that we post on Saturdays, um, we did a show just this past weekend on the DVD, the music and animation collection. Nice. Uh, which feature, yeah, these features the three animated uh, shorts that Paul uh, was associated with, which was bad uh, haircut. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that 2001 haircut, that period, no no short hair, Paul, please. <laughs> Unfortunate, yeah. Uh, but you got uh, Tropic Island Hum, you got Tuesday, and you got Robert, I mean, um, uh, Rupert. Rupert, Rupert, yeah, Rupert the Bear, Rupert and the Frog song. Um, so you can check that out. Um, the week before, we did an episode on the um, Return to Pepperland bootleg, where we just talked about the tracks, kind of that period of time from like the David Foster sessions, the Phil Ramone sessions, um, all those tracks, and um, you know the ones that got released, the ones that are still waiting to get released, and hopefully they'll they'll pop up on a press to play uh, archive box set, maybe hopefully you know in the year 20 you know 80 who knows when we'll get it but uh hopefully we next year next year let's hope so <laughs> um we're you know we're we're um this tomorrow which uh what's the date the tuesday um 26 thank you we're gonna it's part uh four of our uh 101 favorite mecca songs countdown so we're doing songs 40 to 21 and uh, i'm proud to say that when we do our top 20 we're gonna have some special guests with us and to 
to um, the one, especially the ones that have been participating in this. We've had so many people that have been participating in this series, and I really just warms my heart to, to see everybody that's been um, participating with us on this. And uh, we want to thank you by by having a few of you join us. And I've already reached out to a couple people um, to, to to join us on that. And that's going to be uh, next week at some point. We haven't hammered down a date yet, um, but you can go to YouTube. Uh, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. Uh, please subscribe if you will. Um, that's where you can see all of our video content. Um, my buddy Andy Nichols, who I do the show with, he's got us on every single audio platform that you can think of. So you, all you got to do is type in Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, and you'll find us. Um, so a lot of things coming up. Um, we talked about Lawrence Juber earlier. I'm really excited to say he's going to be coming back on um, the show in November. And we're going to talk about the 79 UK tour. So really looking forward cool. to that. Yes. Wow. So just to give you a sneak peek of the oh, future. That's incredible. Well, Ken, you got to try to beat that. I can't. <laughs> you guys are making me look lazy. Well, you're the, you're, you're the inspiration, Ken. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. We'll phone you. <laughs> Thanks, George. Well, let's see. Um, my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, we were talking about I did a show last Thursday with Al Sussman and Tom Franjoan, which is a, a very special show for me because if anyone's followed my career, um, the first major radio station I had my show on was a rock station in New Jersey, WDHA. And I know Joe listened a bit to my show in those days. That was from 1983 to 93. Ten solid years you know, uh, I did that show every single week and um, Al and Tom were frequent guests on that show, sometimes individually, sometimes together. In fact, one of the, my favorite things I used to do was my year in review show where we look back and talk about the highlights of that show and then give a wish list for the next year. Mm. And that's something we've carried over. So that's where that started. That's where it started. Oh, we do okay. it now on Talk oh. More Talk. It started for me during those years. But they were tremendous guests on my show, and I always felt so comfortable talking with them. And they're both so knowledgeable. And, of course, Al went on to not only, you know, write all these years for Beatle Fan. He was part of things we said today for several oh. years as, as a co-host. He's been on our show. He's returned to things we said today as a guest so he's been there constantly and tom was a guest on things we said today i think once mm. but this show that we did last thursday is the first time that the three of us and only the three of us have done a show together since those days so the last time that would have happened would have been probably 1993 mm. so um and it's all about let it be talking just like we have getting their insights talking about the get back book a lot talking about the history of the sessions and um, you know, it's great to sometimes have someone on the show who was there to live through it, who really understood yeah. it a lot. Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, Al remembers when the Glenn Johns mix came out, which was around yeah. September of 69, hearing that then. Wow. And like even with, with Alan, Alan Cozen, he was disappointed when the Let It Be album came out with the Phil Spector production, everything. He was used to the Glenn Johns mix. And, and, <laughs> wow. and so was Al. So it's nice to have people who are first generation fans. And even though I was around in the 60s, I was a little kid back then, but you know, who remember it more vividly, how, how, you know, how important 
every Beatles album was when they, when it was released. But um, it was really a great show, and it's it ran over two hours, and I really had a great time. And I hope that I, I can get the two of them back together to do more shows, um, maybe a year in review show <laughs> like we used to do. Uh, I, but, I would um, imagine that some of your Troy picks have hopefully come true by now uh from back then <laughs> you know uh probably i have to go yeah. back and listen to those old shows i haven't <laughs> listened to those shows yeah. since those days Ken, um, I, re- I, I really i, I really of them. Right. Yeah. i really loved uh when, when you had alan tom on the story about which i'm not going to spoil here the uh, mccartney russian album oh yeah that came out that was a good yeah. story well I won't give all the details, but Tom came <laughs> to the station alone and he got a copy when it was impossible to get here at the time of the first um, version of that. And we played tracks of it on the air. And for anyone, anybody in radio, you got to imagine whatever show you're doing, the most exciting thing in the world is playing something brand new right when it comes out. And in this case, something that was tough to find at that time and to pick up here in the u.s and tom helped me out quite frequently now, on the show with that stuff that would have been before it was available on club sandwich then it was the first version okay. <laughs> you know, whatever right. the first version that came out in russia okay um yeah and somehow he got a copy of it and he brought it to the station so uh it was exciting <laughs> no kidding <laughs> to, say, to say the least and um yeah and we talked about you know, uh, one show of mine during those years that I will never forget was that BBC show that I mentioned. I did a BBC <laughs> A to Z show. Yeah. And this was before we had live at the BBC, the official release. And everything was a bootleg then. And I had them in a, a mixture of CDs and vinyl and cassette and even on reel to reel. And somehow I had to manipulate playing all those songs in alphabetical order mm. and trying wow. not to have dead air you know fortunately we had a remote button to play the reel to reel but the cassette was always a problem because you couldn't cue it up real tight and i probably lost a lot of calories during that show you know (laughs) during those hours we did so so many crazy things uh when i was on wdha and uh my favorite years in radio ever you know Good time. I can't even go into, you know, I can see how like much the I... mad scientist in his like lavatory and you got the reel, the reel, the vinyl, the cassette player and the eight yeah. track. And, you know, and just, you got yep. Igor to your side. Press play. Right. <laughs> and also remember during those years, the Lost Lennon tapes was on the air and we ran it. And I did a lot of specials around the Lost Lennon tapes, too. Wow. So, yeah. Great times for sure. Anyway, so that um, interview with Alan Tom is now on my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio. Um, Also on Things We Said Today, our last show, we talked about just the audio from the box set of Let It Be. This show that we're recording tomorrow, we're talking about the Get Back book. We never got around to the Change the World EP, so we're going to be tackling Mm. both of those in one show. Okay, and also I have a a new episode of Every Little Thing, my syndicated radio program coming out this week, which has a Let It Be set, (laughs) obviously, Um, new music from Change the World, 
and that'll be on many of the radio stations that are listed on my website, kenmichaelsradio.com, on my Every Little Thing page. Um, I think that's everything. Of oh, course, I have my, tonight? my trivia, which I haven't come up with yet. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> yeah. Right after I finish this, I got to come up with some mm. trivia question or some game. But there's always 10 prizes to pick from, and... Um, Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's challenging, but yes. anyone can participate and uh, you can win a book, a CD, a DVD, sometimes vinyl, but that's on my website, kenmichaelsradio.com. So if you can also please subscribe to Ken Michaels Radio and things we said today, in addition to our show. And to All right. Thank well you. done. And Mr. Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well done. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. It's been a blast as always. And I guess all I could say is on behalf of Tom Hunyadi, Ken Michaels, and Kid O'Toole, this is Joe Mayo saying, you can syndicate any boat you row. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, Excellent. Yes. Whatever that means. <laughs> We still don't. You know. forgot the whoa, whoa part. Talk, <laughs> <laughs>